maybe there's yeah. it is confusing it's the usb of <laughs> buttons i have to press all right are we ready yeah Yes. Yes. I'm just going to unpause my computer. Yes. Living in a scientific age, we need citizens who know enough about science to make intelligent decisions about what they do. We've used science to, to prolong life, to increase security and happiness. But it can also be used for destruction. Are we going to use it constructively? It'll be up to you. And, and you too. You too. Todd Workoven. Hello, Mark Middleton. It feels like forever since it has been, been I think, almost a month. Oh my goodness. And you've been far, sick far and... too long. I know, I know. How have oh, you been? I, I've been generally well. I had a period of sickness, but uh, mostly on the mend, and uh, it's it's been going really well. Good. There's been a lot of news going on, as you know. You know, uh, Brexit has been really in the forefront of everybody's news, and uh, I hear that Theresa May is. Uh, is resigning. Yes, I yeah. heard that too. And so her last day is uh, the 7th of June, mm. which means that the first week of, sorry, <laughs> the last week of May is also the first week of June. The last week of May is oh, my button doesn't work. also the first week of June. There we go. <laughs> that was just a slow burn, I guess, <laughs> to a tiny, tiny amount of um, laughter. I, I figured that one would fall flat, so <laughs> yeah. so I have a backup. Okay. Do you know what um, Japanese cannibals eat? I don't. Uh, ramen. R- ramen. <laughs> there ramen. We there we go. I'm glad you didn't start with a bird pun because two can play at that game. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's good to have my buttons back. That's, I don't get to use those on Fruit Loopy on Portland at the movies, which we had to do without you <laughs> uh, last week. Me and me and Brian tackled Guns on the Clackamas, which is uh, not a very good movie. And I was dodged, telling you, I, I dodged feel, a bullet. From I know, those guns. and I feel bad because the guy who made it, Bill Plumpton, is like this amazing cartoonist, and now he's not going to come on, on either of our show because we were kind of mean about his movie. Um, but. Do we know what he feels about the movie? The last, it's funny because I didn't know this before the show, but he has been on Fun Employment Radio three oh. times. The first, which like was in 2009 or 2010, and that's when he had paid to get it released on DVD. Okay. And so, and he was organizing a reunion, like get together at this bar or whatever. And he's like, so if you know anyone who, you know, was part of this movie and was, and he was like, oh, and that. One one of the actors, I think the main actress, went to school with Greg Nibbler, or was you know at school at the okay. same time. They didn't know each other. Um, clearly, she had not taken any drama classes. So, <laughs> oh. but he seemed um, like it was a good experience for him, good. which was nice. So, <laughs> a stepping stone of sorts. Yes, there we go. Um, but yeah, it's been forever since we've gotten together, and I did kind of pare down the news because I had so many open browser tabs for the last <laughs> month saving news stories. But I have whittled them down, so there's um, quite a few little local stories. So, uh, so Cinetopia uh, was bought by AMC Theater. Now, I don't think I ever got to go to the Cinetopia. I, well, maybe I saw Avatar there, but I don't think I went to like the place that you can eat and have food and stuff like that. Yeah. It was just like a regular theater. So we've been to Cinetopia several times. There's there were two of them in the area. There was one in Vancouver, right, uh, at the old Vancouver Mall, or or actually no no no, there were two in Vancouver. One at the Vancouver Mall and one like on the outskirts. Uh, yeah, over in Orchards area, and um, and then there was a second one in Beaverton out the quarry uh, development. Uh, and oh, I didn't know that. And so uh, Nick and I have been to all three of those properties. Uh, solid, uh, really good. Yeah. Experience. I, I've heard it, only good things. Yeah, about generally it. a little bit pricier, but well, you sure. get what you pay for it. Right. So um, you, for the cello playing, <laughs> for the cello like when you walk cellist. In. Yes, um, uh, but they were bought. Yeah, the Vancouver. Oh, they were Vancouver based. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, theater chain Cinetopia has been acquired by AMC Theaters. Uh, so the Portland or the yeah the Portland and Vancouver 
uh, airs were closed on Wednesdays at signs that said theater closed until further notice. Uh, in a statement, AMC said, with this ex- acquisition of theaters, AMC for the first time will be serving movie fans in Portland area. And so they're getting rid of like their menu. They're getting rid of all the food and just making it like standard AMC. AMC is big almost everywhere, but here we don't have very many of them. Um, in this area, there's only one other theater uh, that's controlled by AMC because we're regal. Everything here is regal cinemas. So AMC is like the other regal for other portions of the United States. So there's the two big cinema chains. Have we talked about Studio One yet? Uh, no. So, uh, no. Because yeah. I brought it up like months ago and you guys didn't know what I was talking about. And we then, thought you were crazy. Yeah. Uh, and so since then. I'm like there's swings and bedrooms did, or something. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, a couple weeks ago was our, um, not our wedding anniversary, but what we uh, what we celebrate as our anniversary, which was First Contact uh, with the, the first email that Nick The release said, of the movie Star the Trek release. First Contact, of course. <laughs> V'ger. Um and and so we went out to the movies for our anniversary and we went to Studio One. Oh, cool. And it So is it what kind of building it's is it? Fantastic. Then? Um it is a strip mall. Right. And it essentially has one it, it's kind of shaped um like uh, a little lopsided L. Uh, So the base of the L being a little thicker where the restaurant and entrance area is. They've also got a seating area where they do live music Mm. on the weekends and everything. And then the L is the back side of this strip mall. The front side has, uh, you know, O'Reilly's auto parts. (laughs) Quiznos. And and, and exactly. And, um, and so the backside has seven theaters. They're all relatively small. Right. Uh, the one that we were in seated about 15 people. It's all reserve seating and in either individual luxury chairs or big couches. And there was a, a yeah. lounge swing yeah. uh, that uh, Nick and I won't both go into <laughs> because we would be... <laughs> <laughs> testing <laughs> gravity uh, and all of the extreme. engineering underpinnings <laughs> of the swing it's itself. Totally. And, uh, but we, I went in uh, alone and it's really hard to get into and out of, <laughs> but it's a, it's a, think of a metal lounge chair next to another one and welded together. And then with blankets and pads on top of that lounge right. chair a, a suspended from ropes right. going to the like ceiling. a huge, huge, comfy porch swing that you laid back in. Oh, okay, I see. It's I see, lounge I see. chair. Okay. So, oh, I see. Lo- yeah, yeah, like yeah. deck lounge chair. Like I run a pool. Exactly. Okay. And so there's those, uh, all this stuff. Really fine dining, like I would call it for a strip mall movie. Theater. For a strip mall movie theater is like I had uh, strip steak with. Uh, roasted garlic foam and mashed potatoes, like all these things that from don't the, exist. From the arugularium <laughs> that we passed earlier today, we passed a. Uh, we were in Selwood for uh, to go to the Wilhelm uh, Memorial. I want to call it the Memorial Coliseum. Yeah, that right. is not what that is. Not at all. Uh, which we'll talk about later. But we passed this place that always cracks me up called the Arugularium, <laughs> and it just sounds like the nightmare answer <laughs> to when like someone vegan is like, "Oh, I'll take you out somewhere. Let's go to the Arugularium." <laughs> It tastes like meat. <laughs> it tastes just like meat. And oddly enough, it's a bakery and crepe place, oh, not course. like a vegetarian diner. <laughs> not not like where you would sense. get arugula. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so we went there, re- you know, not cheap, uh, but fantastic place. And we, it's our Where's our it at? Fa- <laughs> um, in a really in a crappy mall. area of a strip mall. Uh, so it's the corner of uh, what uh, old Portland calls 39th Street or Cesar Chavez, Cesar Chavez. and uh, Powell. So okay. kind of out in the, in you know, out. Right. And um, across the street from that Safeway that's right there and right behind O'Reilly's Auto Parts. And uh, it's it's fantastic. So they've, they've basically taken over. There was some 
DHS offices in that strip mall that they took over and okay. made into. There's no uh, more tax theaters. money to support the <laughs> Department of Human <laughs> Services, so they Ex- shut down. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and so it's a really, really great experience. We saw a movie that we thought we would hate, hmm. and we loved it, uh, which was long shot with uh, Charlize Theron and oh and Seth Rogen uh, Seth Rogen it and, looks campy yeah. and like it's gonna be terrible and it was charming and we loved it and okay so, well that's eh. interesting well Charlize yeah. Theron is, is wonderful She's incredible yeah second only to Storm Large yeah <laughs> high we'll storm later I know oh we did let me I need to pull up my things I noted to ask you and I, I think I swear storm was taller she then, was, you know, okay, so we'll back up. Okay. So in the picture of me and Storm Large, she like full was down, on cr- she didn't, <laughs> on, almost, I mean, she like crouched way down and then like later I thought just so she could lay her head on my, on my chest, of right. course, but I thought that was weird too. And I wondered if she's used to, cause I'm maybe, maybe two inches taller than her cause she's six foot tall. And I wonder if she's just used to doing that around men because she's usually taller than them. But it was a really weird. It wasn't like I a just, saw a picture of you, and it's she like looked she like she was five nine. Yeah, or, she was like crouching down. So okay. Anyway, thank you. I'm but glad to hear that. She, she I is wasn't not crazy. tiny person. Yeah, yeah, she is. She is large, just like her name. Yep. But that was in the secret. So I, I went. Know. I went to um, the Portland Symphony. Uh, Brian, the the you know, paper had an extra ticket to go see uh, the symphony, and there's kind of two parts. The first half was something called some opera, I guess, called The Seven Deadly Sins. And uh, Storm was singing that with this chorus of four men and then like the the orchestra. And then after that was just the orchestra that played something. And so we watched Storm and I have no idea what's going on because I'm dumb and it was all an opera and it was in English. I couldn't understand most of it. Sure. And I was like, I'm assuming this is great. Yeah, and look at totally. there's Storm. She's pretty. <laughs> And so um, it's intermission and we're kind of sitting in our seats. We're in the um, kind of the front part of the balcony is where our seats were. And the director of the symphony, not the conductor, but the like the director of operations or whatever, um, uh, had met Brian and knows Brian. That's how Brian got those tickets and said, Brian, this way. And as like he was like hurrying out the door. So we both are like, oh, all right. All right. We we stand up and we, we follow him out of the auditorium and then kind of around the corner to where there's like the elevator and the stairs and there's like this nondescript door that's kind of like by the elevator and like all these people were in line for it. And so me and Brian just stayed close to the director because like clearly we, we did right. not belong there. <laughs> and we got closer to the door and there's a sign that said donors whatever area like secret zone yeah do not enter and it goes through and it's kind of like going to a, a green room if you've ever been to a green yeah. room there they're all small and just concrete hallways and and so we kind of go up this little staircase and it opens to a kind of two attached rooms that are maybe i don't know 20 by 10 just little areas one of them had one side had some hors d'oeuvres like very fancy hors d'oeuvres and you could order drinks so mad because I don't drink anymore. I'm like, oh, free drinks. <laughs> but I did get for some free food. And then, like, there's some cocktail tables set up for people. And, like, that was all full. And we're both standing there and, like, surrounded by the rich donor class or whatever. And we see kind of a door at the far end. We're like, oh, let's go through there. Maybe there's somewhere to sit. So we step through that door and it opens on this, like, two story um, study fireplace area like you look down into it and there's like the seating room and like this beautiful bookshelves and like this whole open area with the balcony that goes we were on the on the balcony part around and like and colonel sanders was there <laughs> and the, 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 the was there <laughs> and so both are like i kind of expected brian to be like oh yeah this is where whatever but he was like i don't what know what's going this? on and so we're i'm trying to hold my thing of water or whatever I have and my tiny plate and fork and napkin and just like desperately trying not to spill on me or someone. And there was like a whole banquet at one of the ends of the, of the balcony area, like with people eating all this fancy food in the, like halfway through a symphony performance. Right. And so we, we kind of sat on this uh, little bench that we found 
finished our food and like there was one lady that came by um, maybe in her in her mid 30s and of course Brian wasn't dressed as the Unipiper he was just dressed up nice and she goes by and she grabbed her and she's like oh I love your work it's so great what you do and like knew who she was I was like oh who's that she's, he's like I don't know <laughs> so we're just both kind of wide eyed Arlene and, Schnitzer <laughs> It was Ms. Schnitzer. (laughs) (laughs) So we're kind of all wowed and we finish up and then they start blinking the light. It was like a 15 minute intermission. They kind of blink the lights or whatever. And so we make our way back to where the the cocktails and and hors d'oeuvres were and their storm. And I'm like, (laughs) storm. And so uh, Brian knows Storm's boyfriend who also works yes. at the place that you used to work at. Yes. And so there was the connection there. Ben. Ben. Okay. My enemy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so uh, they're standing there talking to that girl that said, Brian, I like your work or whatever. Yeah. And we still don't know who she is. We were never introduced to this mystery <laughs> character that seemed to know everyone. Right. But I walked up and Brian said hi to whatever his name is. Ben. Ben. If that is his real name. <laughs> um, and so I said, hi, Storm, you did great. You know, I met you about 10 years ago when we did the Rick Emerson roast and I helped you write your thing. And she was like, oh, my gosh, you totally remembered right away and remembered some of the jokes that she had made, <laughs> which I won't repeat. <laughs> She's like, oh, I bet you we couldn't do that joke about this anymore. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, Storm. <laughs> And then so we both talked about the Rick Emerson show for like five minutes to all the people around us. And they're like, what? What is Quinn? We're like, it was a podcast before like. (laughs) (laughs) So and then so then we took the picture and then she crouched down for some reason or whatever. (laughs) Then I was just on on cloud nine for the rest of the symphony performance. And um, it was really great. And Storm, I mean, if you've never heard Storm sing, she is just a phenomenal singer and just just awesome. She speaks French fluently and when oh, she really? did karaoke with uh, the Gray Box crew, oh, she wow. sang um, a French song. Uh, we have a couple French people at Gray Box. Oh, that's right. And, and so um, somebody asked for something from, you know, uh, and, and she nailed it because wow. she used to tour doing a thing with the French. And yeah, so she toured like, around with this, whatever, the Seven Deadly Sins thing or whatever. She toured around. You can find it on YouTube. Like she's with the Detroit Symphony and she was just on the West or the East Coast. And but yeah, she and she just has an interesting background as a singer because she's like a punk singer and she plays at Dante's all the time is just a grimy rock, you know, and then she's like dressed up like the most beautiful woman you've ever seen at the orchestra and can just do the in torch songs and the (laughs) symphony. Yeah, incredible range of styles. Yeah. And so pretty. And it, it, totally pretty and super, super charming yeah. and uh, likable. Earth, it yeah. Just super. Yeah. She's <laughs> she's top of our list. Oh, Storm. Someday you'll be on the show. I'll never say bad things about you. You can always come on our show. Um, but speaking of, of the stage, did you, I think you and Nick watched on Netflix the most amazing documentary called um, Bathtubs Over Broadway. And I told, I told you guys to watch it and I got the name wrong, but Nick was like, oh, this one. But it's a documentary about one of the head writers of Letterman's old show. And the head writer is one of their bits. They would like find weird records or whatever. He stumbled onto this genre of um, industrial stage shows. So like you would go to the GM conference or whatever and they would put like a, oh, yeah, 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 on yeah, a gigantic yeah, yeah. like Broadway level musical about like our new fenders or whatever and like singing dancing acting like all the stuff and so he collects those like specific records and like found this rabbit hole of like other collectors and then tracks down the people who sang in them and wrote for them and it's just and it just kind of keeps unfolding and getting more and more to like just a, a love letter to this weird pocket of the entertainment industry. That, right. So it's so, so good. It's called uh bathtubs over Broadway. It's on, um, it's on Netflix uh, instant right now. So I totally recommend watching it because it just reminds me of the dumb Nick VHS has seen it. I have not seen okay. it yet. Yeah. It's so really, really good. I've heard really, gr- really great things. And you know, uh, as uh performers there's either like the public audience or corporate america yep uh and 
it is this little niche that and has, it, yeah it paid really that, well and like the productions oh. were huge and so like if you got a gig like that you were set productions are huge but but brief right yeah, 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 yeah. there's like and they're one or to, two performances they're meant to be seen it. by no one except right. for like the executives at at whatever so that's really good <laughs> that's amazing. Um, and netflix Man, I was talking with one of Colin's brothers about some obscure documentary that came out. I'm like, where did I see that? And of course, when you got Netflix through the mail, you could literally get anything, anything. that has ever been in print. And now you can get nothing. You get nothing. And you got about another 120 days until you get less than that. <laughs> what are they going to do now? Well, are they just phasing out their discs altogether? No, no, no. No. Um, Disney. Their streaming service is starting oh, right. uh, in about four months from okay. now. And every Disney property <laughs> oh, is going to yeah, be pulled yeah. from Netflix. Which is all of the properties. Which is all the properties. Um, Hulu, I think. What just happened Hulu, with Hulu? Yeah. So Hulu, they snatched up a more stock. Disney and did, right? Disney yeah, did. That's and so they're pulling. They're going to be pulling Hulu back closer to them and uh, shutting out others and so but it's such a bummer that you can't I mean there's all of this stuff that I'm like oh I'd love for the boys to see this and like I guess maybe you can still add being shipped actual discs through the mail with Netflix or not does that cost extra yeah I imagine it does because they're just the wealth of stuff that they have and I there's gonna be nowhere to get that stuff anymore which is a shame um anyway did you know that President Ford pardoned the draft dodgers? I did. The Vietnam not. draft dodgers? Huh. I forget where I learned that. Somebody told me that. I think it was some crazy man at the bins. Huh. And I forget why we were talking about that. But, <laughs> but speaking of the bins, so, and, and of that guy that collects the insane industrial uh, performance records. So I pick up um, strange VHS that I find from the Goodwill outlet bins and I put them on my stupid YouTube channel that nobody subscribed to. Um, I subscribed. Do you? Okay. Uh, and there was this one I found that was just, let me see if I can find it here. It was labeled. It had just had a white label on the end that said one nine nine M dash N Y dash two five two nine five eight VH copy of pertinent segment. Love that movie. And um, it's my favorite. And so on the sides of that written in Sharpie, on one side it says Jerry, and on the other side it says Hill, some guy's name, Jerry okay. Hill. And so I bought that, and I put it up. Uh, and you can go to the uh, YouTube, and if you go to Todd Workov and my name, um, you can see the scariest video you have ever seen. And I posted about it, and I found out the most insane backstory to this video. So this video is... Uh, a camcorder vo- uh, film footage or camcorder footage of a table. Uh, it's like about five minutes long or so. And the table is just filled with these old timey pictures, like black and white pictures. And in the text, like the camcorder text that you can put over things, I believe it says um, dead guest, dead guest. And it's like five minutes. of just painting across this table of all these people's picture and then if you fast forward nerve gas there is it says nerve gas and it just shows this table with all this stuff on it and like made a hand easy. doing something but not doing something nerve gas made easy isn't that scary terrifying <clears throat> and so i posted about it and i have these friends that love to do um just internet research and so it f- they found out that um, the 199 code that is on the label is the FBI code for um, terrorism, domestic terrorism. And as it turns out, let me find it so I don't misquote this here. Um, Are you on a list now? I am full on on a list. 199 is the FBI code for counterintelligence terrorism. Um, it's FBI evidence tape from a case where a Japanese cult leader uh, was suspected in a sarin plot against Disneyland and apparently was trying to get, um, I don't know if it was a suicide thing with the group and that's why all those pictures are at the beginning. Um, It goes into insurance fraud and a Reno health club. So there's a rodeo towards the end. 
Yeah, I, I they taped over a Mexican rodeo for this <laughs> FBI tape, so it ends with like a little clip of a Mexican rodeo, which <laughs> doesn't make any sense. Okay. So they ended up finding Jerry Hill, whose name is on written on the outside yeah. of the thing. Jerry Hill was an FBI investigator that somehow ended up in Portland. I also found at the bins that day a ton of other videos that were like looking at terrorism or terrorism involved or like this case or this anti-terrorism that. So he must have recently passed away and his family just given, you know, all the stuff to goodwill. And I stumble on this FBI terrorism plot evidence tape. Isn't that insane? It's ridiculous. And that video is scary. It's like haunted, I think. So you can go to Todd Workoven on uh, on uh, YouTube and go check out that video. But it's pretty, it's pretty creepy. Anyway, wow, yeah, just fascinating. Oh, but back to local things closing. The Beaverton Burgerville on Canyon Road is closing down after 50 years. So um, it's that really old timey building that's on <clears throat> Beaverton, uh, the highway next to there's a big Fred Meyer there. And there's a it's just nothing but strip malls all around there. Oh, it's yeah. right off the 217. Um, it's been there for 50 years. It says a statement from Burgerville said after careful evaluation, the company determined that the building is near the end of its useful life due to ecological considerations and wetland conservation. A major remodel of the location is not possible. So how many Burgervilles do you think are in the Pacific Northwest? Um, I'm going to say about 100. Okay, 41. Oh, okay. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, 41. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs> that was both less and more interesting than I thought. So there are 41 <laughs> Burgerville uh, locations in the Pacific Northwest. So, But speaking of burger locations in the Pacific Northwest... Construction starts, or somehow must have started in oh June is next month, right? June is next month. Uh, In June for the third in and out in Burgerville, so the California third in and out. What did I say? In in Burgerville, yeah. (laughs) In wow, the city, the state of Oregon. In Oregon, yes. I'm sorry. So the fast food, uh, California fast food chain with the secret menu. I don't know that I could ever order animal style because it just makes me feel. It's like ordering the Rudy Tootie fresh and fruity. It just seems embarrassing to me right. for some reason. Um, so con- it's third location in Kaiser. Oh, Kaiser. <laughs> oh, I have my new. I barely knew her. Uh, which is only about a half hour away from my house. So nice. there will be a Burgerville in Kaiser, which has about <clears throat> 38,000 people, is just north of Salem. Um, it's practically you can bring, Salem at this point. You can bring some double doubles to the to the show. I can. It'd be like an hour of them <laughs> being in my car with me. But... <laughs> Uh, Kaiser. So there's I barely knew her. So there's one in Medford. Yeah. There's one in Salem now. Uh, this will be in, in basically Salem, which is Kaiser, which is basically so the bumps up. Third it doesn't one, say I erased that part. Okay. Um, That's okay. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, now into kind of a trio, which will um, kind of build into the thing we'll be talking a little bit more about later. But Washington State is the first state to legalize human composting. The new law will make it legal to compost human remains, which is called natural organic reduction, uh, as well as a practice called water cremation. More on that later. Um, the state laws previously dictated remains must be disposed of by bur- burial. 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 Wait, is that right? That sounds wrong. Burial. 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 <laughs> We call it burial in our country. <laughs> burial? <laughs> I remember when I was a kid. If you replace the B with an M, you do have muriel, like muriel's wedding. <laughs> or but, a mural, uh, mural. Like a mural on the wall. Uh, when I was, we had a, we must have had like one of those trivia books in the bathroom. <clears throat> because I remember seeing the word funeral and not having any idea how to pronounce it. Because I don't right. think I'd ever heard of it. Funeral. I was like, fun, real, fun. For years, couldn't figure that out. Um, Grants Pass, Medford, and now Kaiser. Where's Grants Pass? Is that Grants Pass is north of of Medford? Okay, so it's four hours south here. Okay, wow, they're creeping up, creeping up. Um, So Washington state laws previously dictated that remains be disposed by burial. (laughs) Burial. I'm not going to say that anymore. 
Um, loved ones are allowed to keep the soil to spread, just as they might spread the ashes of someone who has been cremated or even use it to plants, vegetables, or a tree. Uh, that's a serious weight on the earth and environmental, uh, as well as... Uh, what? That's a serious weight on the earth and the environment as your final farewell, uh, said a senator who sponsored the measure. So there's a company that wants the... So yeah, you can basically become... Uh, become soil reduce your carbon <clears throat> footprint whatever yeah um so that's interesting but the aqua cremation thing so now portland <clears throat> has its first aqua cremation machine and so the scientific name of the process is alkaline hydro hydrolysis though it's more commonly known as aquamation <laughs> aquamation seems like a bad claymation totally. like they're just posing Wah. people by <laughs> fire hose. do they say where that where that physically <clears throat> is um it does not, it might have before I cut down the article. Okay. Uh, but it doesn't mention where that is here. But it does say Portland's first. So, so it's got to be right here somewhere. So there's a cremation place right down the street from us here in this house. Really? That's really kind of, um, it's nondescript for for that reason because yeah. it is. So uh, have a smokestack. It's got to no because what? it's done with chemicals. <gasps> so they do. So is this a new thing? No, it's been there forever. So <laughs> just pour bleach and lye. And over pretty the place? much that's that's what I what I understand. And so I'm curious if this place is upgraded to to that aquamation to, to being legal. <laughs> So if you want to avoid the Miley Gord uh, details, here's the short version. Uh, like flame cr uh, cremation, aqua cremation reduces the body to bones. It just uses water instead of fire. Uh, it's legal in more than a dozen states, but Oregon was one of the first to legalize it in 2009, and it's one of the only states with proper facilities to actually perform the procedure. Hmm, interesting. So I wonder what they do with the waste. Like, I, I get how you can just fire hose the crap off of your bones, but that's got to go somewhere. I, I agree. So, um, I'm gonna. I'm you gonna, gonna, gonna look gonna that up. Look well, I'll, I'll talk yeah, about the, talk. the world's first malaria vaccine. Uh, some 360,000 children a year in three African countries will receive the world's first malaria vaccine as part of a large-scale pilot project from who? The World Health Organization. <laughs> Uh, Malawi has started vaccinating children under two years of age and Kenya and Ghana will begin using the vaccination in coming weeks. The vac vac the vaccine, God, I can't talk to it at all. The vaccine offers partial protection from the disease with clinical trials finding that it prevented four in 10 malaria cases. Quote, the malaria vaccine has the potential to save tens of thousands of children's lives. Uh, malaria is a parasitic disease trans uh, transmitted through the bite of the female mosquito. It is both preventable and treatable, yet an estimated 435,000 people die of it every year. So obviously children are at the greatest risk, as I would assume um, elderly adults. Um, it claims the life of one child every two minutes, mostly in um in Africa. in Africa. So I've had uh, many friends who travel back and forth to Africa and they'll be like, oh, dang, now, but I caught malaria this time and they have to take some. And when I went, I had to take um, medication for that before. And after I got back for a couple of weeks, I had to keep taking that. So what did you find out about aquamation? Aqua cremation is done at this facility that is about two blocks from our house. Right really? Here. Yeah. It's right so the that's street. the one. That's the one. Is Aqua it attached cremation. to the hospital? Because you're near no. the hospital. No. Is it on this side of the freeway, your it's side? on this side of the freeway. So where where we used to live a, a block away, yeah. there's a little road that goes down there by, yes, the, by the school. Yes, I totally know what that is. And every morning, cops go down that road. And we're like, I wonder what's, you know. And it's totally nondescript building. It's like yeah. first call services or whatever. And it's uh, first call mortuary services, Inc., <laughs> And uh, FCMS uh, provides aqua cremation as well as um, removal and transportation, death certificates, cremation, embalming. Wow. Uh, in international and domestic shipping, <laughs> motorcycle escorts, and coach rental. Wow. That's they fascinating. Because, yeah, that place is. It, look, it looks like a, <clears throat> a 1970s building that you'd find underneath a radio tower. Like just this yeah. small little nondescript, this is where we house the electronics exactly. or whatever. Yeah. That's fascinating. 
It doesn't have near as good as name as Cremains, which Cremains. I believe is my favorite word of all time yes. next to urinalysis. Just because <laughs> of the way they all fit together. It's very nice. Um, let's go to Denver. Denver decriminalizes magic mushrooms. So the plan does not permit the sale or purchase of the mushrooms. It establishes a tax force to examine the impact of de- <coughs> decriminalization over the next several years. Have you ever done mushrooms? I haven't. They, me neither. Scare me because all I know is from what I was told in the 80s, which has all been wrong. So right. to all I know that they're delicious and make you live until you're 200. So yeah. I don't. I know someone who does take mushrooms but and is always like, they're great or whatever. I just, I just assume like Fun Employment Radio is... <laughs> fueled by <laughs> mushrooms somehow but <laughs> they are not they are both they actually don't even smoke pot because uh, it just makes them feel tired or whatever. so they are they're drug free except for the booze that they are constantly uh, yeah, that's uh, fair but uh, yeah i don't i just think alice in wonderland constantly i just feel like i'm gonna be threatened by cheshire cat or yeah giant talking talking caterpillars but i always i think in my mind and i guess i've never heard this like you always hear that lsd <clears throat> you go crazy or whatever right. if you do the wrong amount or if too much or whatever happens you just fry your brain but now i'm wondering have i ever heard that about mushrooms or if i just conflating that in my mind that mushrooms i mean it seems not great right for you i would go out on a limb saying yeah um although there are lots of studies to show specific medical benefits for right. like people with P- PTSD. Well, and that's part of this. So advocates say the mush- that mushrooms, which contain the hallucin- uh, hallucinogen psilocybin, have been used for thousands of years, blah, 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 as an alternate treatment for opiate addiction and mental health troubles, as well as sp- spiritual insight, they're calling that. Yeah. Uh, users report bright lights and colors and a sense of connection with something greater than themselves. So the uh, psilocybin has been classified as a Schedule One controlled substance since 1970 by the federal government. This means it is considered a drug with a high abuse potential and no, quote, accepted medical value. It also means that university research and possession of the drug are prohibited. So much like marijuana, which was always classified as that, research facilities could not look into what these things do. They couldn't study it because it's all considered like on the same level as heroin. So, so ridiculous. way to go war on drugs. <laughs> Just say no. Nancy Imprison Reagan. half of them people and then deny medication to the rest of them. Ugh. The uh, 80s were terrible politically. Was that? The 80s were just terrible really politically and for, for things like drugs and and AIDS and AIDS anything that wasn't and incarceration. Ronald Reagan's America. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he, yeah, because a lot of that was his rolling back the um, the mental health uh, um, rules. I don't know. Like no one's allowed to be help. Help. Yes, <laughs> that's the word I was looking for. Humanity <laughs> shown towards right. our fellow man. Empathy. Men. Um, mm. Well, on to San Francisco and the future. Because they're banning mm. facial recognition tech. Yay. The first city to ban use by by the police and local government. So um, the private sector can still monitor all you want. So um, the, the Stop Secret Surveillance Ordinance, which passed by eight to one in a Tuesday vote, will prevent city agencies from adopting any type of surve- uh, surveillance tech, even things like automatic license plate readers, uh, until the public has been given notice and the board has a chance to vote on it. The ban on facial recognition does not apply to businesses, individuals, or federal agencies like the TSA at the airport, but the limits it limits um, places on uh, it limits the places on good grief. What is happening here? Am I on mushrooms? But the limits in place on police are important, especially for marginalized and over police communities, because even though the tech is pretty good with identifying white male faces, of course, uh, it often misidentifies people of color and women. So that bias could obviously lead to very damaging things. So that's why right now they're saying, much like the Microsoft Connect when it came out, it did not recognize black people <laughs> as humans. Oh. So just not enough light in the room for that Connect to work, which just is sad. Wear white face. <laughs> each, um, each Connect comes with a little white face kit. It's oh, uh, terrible. But finally, meet Pooh Poo and Pee, the Metro Vancouver mascots in campaigning against improper flushing. So these adorable two mascots, which looks like the emojis for Pooh and a little yellow droplet of water, um, are from the Regional Government of Canada's third largest metropolitan area. 
Um, oh, that's the other Vancouver. That's oh, not yeah, America's Va- Vancouver. Canada, yeah. No, not America, Vancouver. Oh, okay. uh, Canada, Canada, Vancouver. Because these mascots look straight out of Japan. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. Do you know how much those cost? Oh. They bragged that they were less than $10,000 to make those two, two foam foam rubber poo poo and pee <laughs> mascot outfits. Is that Canadian uh, so dollars that, or U.S. dollars? Oh, it must be like Canadian. It. So that's yeah, like, 30, it's like $12. <laughs> 37 cents. Uh, the costume mascots are part of Metro Vancouver's annual Unflushables campaign, which sounds like the most fun campaign in the world. <laughs> To remind people about items that should not be flushed because they can clog the sewer pipes. Quote, our sewage system doesn't get enough respect, says school, says this guy who plays the mascot. Oh, my gosh. So Stuart is the name of the guy uh, doing (laughs) doing the talking. says says Stuart as mascot P danced behind him. So picture this as the P mascot (laughs) delicately dancing behind him. I used to do the pee dance <laughs> pretty much every time I got to like I teach a three grocery year old Sunday store. school. I see the pee, the pee <laughs> dance a lot. Uh, we want people only to flush the pee and poo because that's a whole bunch of stuff that gets flushed down the toilet that doesn't belong here. Um, out of 101 things test uh, flushable test flushable products that they tested, out of 101, how many do you think were actually flushable? Fifteen. Close, 11. <laughs> and all of those were toilet paper. <laughs> a spokesman for Metro Vancouver said the costumes cost less than $10,000 to make. The cost of improper items being flushed, he said, adds up to $250 million across what? Canada. So oh, geez. a small price to pay to remind us only to flush poo and pee. Hmm. So I wonder what are some of the biggest... Uh, obstructors well they sell what they call flushable wipes which are just like hand which are not i mean why did we ever believe that they're clearly not flushable and so that's a big part of the problem so the house i was staying at this last week had flushable wipes which i love flushable wipes (laughs) so i'm sorry i'm part of the problem and um reading the label it says to only flush one at a time (laughs) <laughs> one wipe at a time. Do you remember so, when Cheryl Crow went on <laughs> The View and asked people to only use one square of toilet paper no, per use? No, Which had it, uh, gave us the hideous moment of <laughs> Rosie O'Donnell saying, one square of toilet paper, will you look at my ass? <laughs> uh, terrible. So anyway... Go see Mr. Pooh and Mr. P from the Metro Vancouver Yay. campaign against improper flushing. <clears throat> so, <laughs> there. if I'm looking to buy a present for a friend or a gift or uh, a piece of decoration you, for the house. Have you been working on your segues since you've been gone? Because <laughs> I have the perfect answer for you, and that is a sonic sketch, Mark. <gasps> what? You what might, is a sonic you sketch? Might ask, well, good. You might ask what that was, and you just did. So sonic sketch lets you display your favorite song as a beautiful piece of visual, visual, a visual art, and is the perfect gift for anyone who loves music. So they are the kind of, if you've seen the waveform of, of a song or audio, um, it's a really neat display piece you can get. Um, uh, a series of them or you can get a longer one etched on metal they're amazing looking you can do your favorite songs you can do custom audio uh, they are made by hand here in portland oregon and can be shipped anywhere um, if you want free shipping you can use the promo code of mark todd um, but they're really neat uh, you can go to sonic or sonic sketch dot no sonic sketches plural dot com uh, to see different examples of of what you can get but they're really really cool um, and they look really great. So go out and support them. Where did we go today? We went to Wilhelm's. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes together. <laughs> Wilhelm's Memorial. Cream crematorium crematorium yeah what's uh, the official it, name in the um, uh, or Portland just Wilhelm's Portland Memorial it's called which is the big mausoleum and crematorium that is on, in Selwood hold on or it just so, says crematory 
crematory. Yeah, crematorium, I believe, is where they make the cremains. Okay, They're which not... I thought it was weird that it wouldn't be the same building. Right, but I guess not. I guess they have to go down the street from you to get all their cremains. Right. Uh, so it, it's incredible. So it's uh, they have kind of a big open house. Uh, Hi, Nick. Once a year. Hi, Pug. Um, once a year, they have a big open house where the public is encouraged to come and walk everywhere and do everything. Generally, it's closed to the general public. It's open to visitors of individuals. Uh, Residents. So, so, so if you have a loved one who is uh, laid to rest there, then uh, you can go and visit. And uh, they do a tour Wednesdays and Fridays that you can you can join. Uh, but it is the largest uh, fa- mausoleum. mausoleum west of the Mississippi. It's got the largest hand-drawn mural uh, in the country. It's uh, enormous. <clears throat> and for a long time, we had seen it, but I, I thought it was, I was told lies basically <laughs> we were over building if you don't know what it is when you when you're looking um towards mount hood like say from i from i5 and you see the big huge blue building with like herons and like wildlife painted on the side like up enormous building Oak, up behind Oaks. Yeah, Oaks on the Park. hill behind Oaks Park is what that building is. We were told it was like a defunct, insane asylum <laughs> that has been closed for years and now is haunted or an old hospital or an old school. Yeah. Like, and and apparently it's just... <laughs> just a mausoleum. Just a mausoleum. Well, and it's existed. deceptively big too because when you, when you drive up to the front, it looks kind of just like a small school kind right. of building. It's just a giant, but then it goes down the hill and it's, yeah, it's eight stories tall. Built on a hill and it is, it's enormous. They've got more than 90,000 people Jeez. interned there and, um, and it's been around since the, 1901 the cornerstone was placed february 5 1901 and uh so it's eight stories with approximately seven miles of corridors which is um the mausoleum spans 2.5 city blocks and is the largest on the west coast um has 30 pieces of antique stained glass um has a bunch of um hand carved marble uh statues including a breathtaking this says replica of michelangelo's la pieta and um which that weighs 7,000 pounds, that statue. It does. Um, and today, it was put in place by Crane. Today I, I walked about four miles. Wow. So, uh, and so I had never been to that mausoleum uh, or a mausoleum. I probably think maybe when I was a kid, our school did a field trip to Forest Lawn. Oh, yeah. But that's Which also, yeah, and, but that's also a cemetery too. So yeah. like, and so I was picturing like kind of that setting where you have lots of lawn and landscaping around it, but this is just like in a neighborhood and then you walk in and I was, I mean, I've, I've seen pictures of mausoleums and stuff like that. And there was a few corridors that, that reflected what I pictured, but I kind of pictured the large open, you know, marble hallways with just the the walls that had the name and like a place to put the flowers but every like when you walk into this place, it's so hard to get a perspective of of anything because there's so many small corridors, little rooms. It is just yeah. Nooks, like I crannies. mentioned it's kind of like the Winchester House of Mysteries, yeah. where it's just like none. Each section was clearly built like in a different decade and reflected that. So like yeah. you get shag, like yellow gold shag carpet in one section and then Deep you get red. Yeah. And then you get like a nice wood floor. Then some of it had that terrible acoustical ceiling with fluorescent lights and like then other drop in industrial uh, ceiling. And then another one would be like everything was wood and like had carved, you know, pieces everywhere. And like each section was Cement so different. And- and there's another one like this. it reminded me of when you go to like a post office box place where you have yep. all the little boxes and they were maybe like one foot by one foot little glass windows that sometimes had an urn or sometimes had like a little tchotchke from like yeah. whoever that was. And then like some the of them were laid library out. library one with, it had all the little tiny windows. Yeah. Uh, each like 
six six inches by six inches maybe yeah and and, and all of these areas like hundreds and hundreds. much closer in than you'd think like it wasn't this yep. vast thing it was just literally like if you uh, had been to like a, a university's library and you ever had to go to like this section that nobody ever had to go in or like a basement something that's just forgotten and it's just those corridors of of strange there was a lot of people there today but i was telling you if you were one of the only people that were there that would be so so weird weird how do you want to be laid to rest i probably want to be well now i want to be aquamated <laughs> or whatever that's called i just want to be blasted to bits with yes a fire hose but i'd uh cream uh probably cremation i mean we don't really have a family burial plot yeah. like i'm my family lives in a different like unless would I want you to be, be like in, in a plate a facility like that i don't think so i I want you to to have my ashes and throw them on the floor so Nick has to clean up after me once more. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> he could just like s- scrape me into a dustpan and throw me in his garden. Oh, I could do that like on a weekly basis. Just have <laughs> just little, a little bit. A little bit at a like time. Like how I used to make his one picture in the bathroom just, just a little bit more crooked. Two more degrees this week. <laughs> two more degrees. Pretty soon it's 40 degrees <laughs> off. <laughs> But yeah, but I I don't know yet where like I would want to be scattered or whatever. Mm. Um, but yeah, probably that seems like the easiest thing to do with someone. Or maybe I maybe I want to be donated to science. Hmm. That's probably what I want to do. Hmm. Will they pay you for that? No, it's a donation. I don't think so. I donated to science. <laughs> Can I get money for that now? Sold ahead science. of time. <laughs> I sell my body to a chi- to the Chinese uh, so I can be one yeah. of their oh. um, traveling CRISPR. body works. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Half like Genghis, just, how like one in five people are related to Genghis Khan. That could be me in the future. <laughs> I can crisper myself into <laughs> into a new form of humanity. Uh, um, but yeah, just a really really fascinating and. Uh, and disorienting in a way because like I kept expecting the layout to make sense and maybe because I didn't see the building from above to help me out like with logistics but yeah you would go around and like all of a sudden it was a dead end and like but then you'd be in a room that had like 50 foot high ceilings but then you'd be one where it was like an eight foot ceiling (laughs) and like it was just so different and like so easy to get like turned around and then you would like walk into like an open kind of chapel space where they had church benches and like a statue of the, a, a carved thing of the last supper. And it was just, and just names everywhere. I mean, what did you say? 90,000 people. 90,000. That's people. insane. So it's, they're 91% booked right now. They, wow. They've sold 91% of the available spots. Real uh, estate real estate yeah i guess there is a limit to like when they get full right it's only a growth industry is <laughs> yeah. have to add another wing on yeah and so. but yeah if, if and and now it says um that they are open wednesdays and saturdays for a guided tour which you did take i didn't make it uh there so, yeah i the took guided a guided tour, tour today. today it was it was pretty was that worth it yeah to do? absolutely okay. and if you do go to mausoleum.wilhelmportlandmemorial.com um, or just type Wilhelm, W-I-L-H-E-L-M, um, Portland into Google. They've got some beautiful pictures of, of some of the insides, of some, some of the nicer spots inside. And we ran into Fun Employment Radio while we, we were there. We did. I knew, I've been hearing about this mausoleum forever because Sarah, uh, Sarah Dillon is kind of obsessed with it. And she, she sometimes, I think, is able to wander around by herself by knowings quote unquote some people who are interred there so she gives that name is just kind of able to walk around but yes i mean miles and miles and miles of corridor to just get to get lost in and i can see how that would be like a really neat and soothing and and thing to do but uh so her and greg were there uh scott daly and his um his wife was there uh so we uh got to run into them they were just kind of finishing up as i got there so i did know that sarah was uh was always fascinated fascinated with this place and talks about it every year so it's fun to seven miles of corridors seven miles wow yeah and eight stories yeah and we 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 climbed all eight stories of we those <laughs> stair that we stairwell did. i think i'm still regretting <laughs> so yeah it really really neat and and like i said i'd never been to a mausoleum and it was much different and much just the amount of I mean, it's kind of like when you go to Arlington. Well, you've never been to the Arlington mm, National oh, yeah. Cemetery, how there's just the overwhelming 
enormity enormity of it and like there it's extra it's profound because everybody has the same grave marker and so to see that kind of sameness over the field is is something but then in here how it's just like like an old used bookstore how you'd like that's what it felt like inside in some of the sections yeah. how just little nooks and crannies and yeah. like from floor to ceiling just little boxes with people's names or their pictures or the little thing that they wanted to share or it's just really fascinating and i always have the dichotomy that that pulling senses of when i die how long will i be remembered and at the same time as you're walking through this while going who who remembers this person yeah like yeah well, even so at the very, at the very top, there's the chapel and there's like the entrance or whatever. And there's a big stone, um, room that's kind of separate from the main thing. And it, it, it says the name row R O E. Is that what it's R A E R Ray. And you go in and there's these two enormous marble sarcophagi. It's yes. they're called, um, one of the lids weighs 5,000 pounds. So each lid and just this giant room with these two sarcophagi in, um, and it says something like today's the day or it doesn't say that. Or like this, sun, Oh, <laughs> each morning is a new or some sentiment like that. Ending t- no, uh, the best start what, to the what? morning. No, the best part of waking gr- up is Folgers in your cup. Yes. Uh, a great ending to a perfect day. Yeah. Something, like, something that. like that. And so there was that building is only open on, uh, Memorial Day today when they're open to the public and used to be only open 90 minutes a year on Memorial Day. And so that guy that's in there uh, buried with his wife was the owner of like one of the gigantic lumber companies and was buried across the river at the other mausoleum and like taken over there. And it was this whole thing where it was his second wife and then he cut all his children out of the will because of her. And like it went to the Supreme court and like all this stuff, the richest, most famous person in Portland has still having his own, his own place in the mausoleum. That's like right up front. And it's like, who? Right. And exactly. it's like even the newspaper store. And now he died like a hundred <clears throat> years ago, like not that long ago. Right. And even the newspaper was like, we couldn't find a lot of information about this guy. And it's like, oh, my life is pointless. Like what am I even? Seriously. Although I, that was that that idea uh, uh maybe about 10 or so years ago of like you know what what's the point of like who's going to remember blah 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 really freed me or it was the thought of like there's no way i can change the world like i can't start a giant movement that like will topple oppression like that's not going to happen which is kind of depressing but then it kind of freed me to be like oh but i can make the lives of like the, just the people around me, like you can make a huge amount of difference just by doing those things. Like, and it, that felt a lot better than, than, you know, you might not change the world, but you know, you can change the people around you, that kind of idea. It it kind of takes some weight off your back knowing that like, Oh, I don't have to save the world. Like that's not something that is up to me. I just need to impact the area that I'm around. And it was a lot, a lot less daunting on that, but it is, it is a strange feeling to wander around in there, like all of those yeah. lives and those names and, yeah. and that were just people. The, yeah. And of, of course, all ages, we saw people yeah. 102 yeah. to newborns and, and we know nothing about them yeah. specifically, but yeah. we can, <laughs> we, uh, we need to, uh, wherever, wherever I'm scattered or whatever, we just need to like, have little links to markandtodcast.com <laughs> right. so that we'll remember forever. That'll be in our in our little window display. Right. We'll be 404. <laughs> <laughs> that is the tragic end to it all, isn't it? it? Really, Just it everything really ends is. in a 404 error. <laughs> uh, but it's definitely neat. If you uh, have a chance to go to that, or I guess, um, I wonder what the Riverview one across the, across the Selwood yeah. Bridge is another big mausoleum, which is probably pretty nice. Um, but definitely interesting and, and definitely a neat place to go. And it's right by Selwood, who I'm guessing not many people get to Selwood because it's kind of an out of the way place. So if you've never been to Selwood area, it's kind of a neat a neat area to to walk around as well. So 
But that's what we did today. So we decided we wanted to talk about it. Anything else? Um, I don't think so. Let's see. Um, Japanese cannibals. Oh, it is. We did have um, breaking news today. Oh, what were you going to say? Oh, go ahead. Um, A name that I knew I figured out through the television show Cheers, um, although not a television star, his name was Bill Buckner, who was um, the Boston Red Sox, maybe, uh, played for Boston uh, as first base in the 1986 uh, World Series and missed a nice, easy hit right up uh, the, the first baseline, went right through his legs. And um, I forget who they were playing at this point, but that literally lost them the World Series. Yeah. It was the last play of the game. He did not ever live that down since that's still what we're talking about. But. Yeah, literally on the CNN, like he was a star hitter for 22 seasons. And yeah. that's what he's remembered for is that one that error. That one mistake, yeah. yeah. Um, I just, I just want to gripe for a moment about... <laughs> Perfect. Are are in like we are not prepared as a society for deep fakes. Oh. Um, we we've seen some creepy things. Like yeah. I just showed Todd the video. Uh, you can Google it of um, Elon Musk's face um, superimposed onto babies, <laughs> and so it looks like. <laughs> Babies, yeah. they're babies doing baby things. So, and for for people who don't know, deep fakes is kind of just a colloquial name, I think, at this point yeah. of when you put either someone's face or head or whatever you Photoshop it, I guess. Yeah. But in a video, but, but an AI bot, yeah, superimposes. And it looks like exactly <clears throat> like the real thing at this point, and right. like we're one what one year into deep fakes, and right. they're already and, perfect, right? And so. When you see a video of the president making a declaration of war or something like or Nancy Pelosi or Nancy, was that that video defect or was that just slowed there a controversy? Yeah. So she into it at all. She uh, the video of Nancy Pelosi and and this kind of goes into the same thing is video manipulation is becoming so easy, uh, easy, even I can do it accessible and unbelievably believable yeah. like it's it's just and so they slowed down the the video of nancy to exaggerate things and make her sound drunk and and, and who put and this stuff. video out some right-wing swingers okay. but then Was facebook ret- won't take it down yeah. and that became a big controversy because they'll take down other things that are hate but this isn't hate is or right. is it you know so uh and we're just not we're not prepared for the conflicts that this can cause. We we don't have a framework in place to to be able to judge and validate. Do you this think that's level a problem? Technology only people our age and older have, or is is this new generation going to be like? Well, of course you can't believe that. Like you can't believe a video or a, or a photo. I, what are you talking about? Right. Um, that's a good question. Um, or maybe they'll just be so super good at spotting it, like they're developed that part of their brain. If you're not physically there, isn't that funny? How like a <clears throat> hundred and twenty years ago, you had to see it with your eyes to believe it, right. and then like you would only believe VR. it if it was in a photograph, <laughs> right? And now you cannot believe a photograph; you have to see it with your own eyes, right? <laughs> wow, the Hindenburg was a was a fake. was an inside job. Right. It was all thermite. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, those are pretty are pretty scary. And I mean, the, the scary part is that it could be done to anyone. Like, you don't have yeah. to be Elon Musk. You have to have like no. three pictures of you somewhere and exactly they can do it. And it can figure out the three D dimensions yeah. of your face and do all the stuff. And and <laughs> I literally unlock my phone with my face. Yeah. Um, I don't. <laughs> I know you. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Did I tell uh, you? So. Um, there's a new thing going through my work. I work with different families and um, they want to start for, and I, you know, we keep track of hours and then submit hours and they want to, there's a federal mandate to put an app on my phone to track me in real time so that I 
press, you know, begin work day at, you know, whatever house, whosoever house I am. And then when I'm done, you know, press stop. And so they can physically see where your location. I was right. like, nope, I'm going to find a different career before I will be doing that. So wow. that'll chase all the good people away, I guess. But it's quite the time to be alive. You know, pug, she you know what's going ghosts. on. <laughs> she sees people from the mo- mausoleum. All right. Well, that does it for today. Um, Thank you for joining us. And thank you for coming back, Mark. Yay. (laughs) It's been a long time. Um, Check out markettalkhouse.com for all of our past episodes. I did see one of our guests just wrote an article for Forbes magazine. So you can go check out, um, what was the physics professor guy's name? Siegel. Siegel. Ethan Siegel. Uh, You can check out that. uh, And all of our... I've now, got a, now his you're book. looking around. I'm looking like around. A, oh. uh, his book is on my shelf somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. I love, love. Um, yeah, Siegel. he's great. So check that out. Um, listen to Portland at the Movies. You can support us on Patreon over at uh, patreon.com slash Portland at the Movies. And of course, Fun Employment Radio, when they're not spending their time at the mausoleum, they are spending five days a week uh, giving you a show. So check them out and check out their supporters network. So I have nothing to bring us out with. So what should I look up and see if there's a song? Um, song. My uh, my coworker has two kids. Uh, one is four, and one is seven. Mm-hmm. They have Google uh, Home, like like I do, or maybe yeah. they have Alexa. Okay. But the kids love to just say, "Hey Alexa, play songs about poop." <laughs> And it never fails to delight. That is, that and is so hilarious. There's, there's, <laughs> there's lots of songs about poop. All right. Well, here's a song called Mausoleum by a band called Saren, S-E-R-Y-N. Not the FBI kind yes. we talked about earlier. So you can find this on CD Baby. Does not sound like a mausoleum. I am unhappy with this result. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll see you next time.